Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Tuesday to you. 404. Every Tuesday we do the Think Tank, and we have sort of a revolving uh, stable of people that come in. Uh, today we have Judge Frawley and Jeff Rainford. So you guys probably known each other forever, right? Well, We've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, so I didn't practice in front of him. Yeah. But we played golf a few times, and yeah. we uh, when I was in the Slade administration, we had a few matters in front of him. Not a lot, but a few. Yeah, a few. I had the the uh, stadium case. At the, that was sort of the end of my career. And mm-hmm. as uh, Jeff and I were chatting, uh, I will take sole responsibility for the fact we got all that money. Yeah, yeah. He ruled in our favor. Uh, I think the. Was was the what was the issue that it had to go to a vote of the people that, that it had to be adjacent? Yeah, and I was able to find a case, Dave. Is this as difficult as this may be for you with your lawyer <laughs> background to believe that to find adjacent is basically uh, it, if you connect it, keep connecting the dots adjacent to where the new stadium is could be all the way out in Fenton. Wow, I mean it was <laughs> insane. But I found a case that said it and. I relied on it, and so that meant that they could build the stadium where they wanted to build it. Yeah, and because we could build it where we wanted to build it, obviously we wanted to keep the Rams, mm-hmm. but in retrospect, the fix was in. But because of the fix, St. Louis got whatever it was, $950 million. Right. So he, yeah. he right. if, if not for his ruling, we wouldn't have all that money. Uh, I, I know, Judge, that uh, you have to have a certain demeanor, certain character to be a judge. On cases like that involving like a billion dollars, does it weigh on you a billion dollars worth? Well, I did. First of all, I, uh, the, in an indirect answer to your question, I didn't know what it was worth because all I was dealing with was the stadium, and I figured that I figured the fix wasn't in, which, as Jeff says, it was with Roger Goodell and his cohorts. Um, so all I was trying to do was figure out how should, can the stadium be built or not. So that so as a direct question. Um, it does. Obviously, it wants me to be. I want to be more precise. I want to be more certain I'm correct. If I know there's a lot of money, not to demean when there's smaller money, I want to be correct too. But I may, I may 
do a little more research yeah. and maybe a little more careful how I write it. Yeah. But, but in, in many ways, they're all, the, the less you have, the more important my ruling is. Yeah, that makes sense to some too. extent. Yeah. So I, okay, so I miss um, by 10% a million dollars. Well, I miss 10% if you're dealing, if you're getting divorced or whatever, and your case is $5,000. That's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. The answer is yes in terms of the way it's written, but not in the sense of, of how, I, how I look at the importance of being right. How are we doing with the money? I have no idea. <laughs> how much have we spent? Have we spent in it? Have we spent it wisely, dumbly? Uh, none of the money has been spent. Um, I think St. Louis County is, is, hasn't really done much of anything other than invest it. Remember the RSA, the owner of the dome, got a very large chunk of it. I, I don't remember, 70, 80 million. And at some point, they've got to decide, are we going to fix up the dome or tear it down for something else? That's going to be a critical decision. Yeah. The city is kind of going through a kind of blah, 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 uh, public process to get input on what they should do with the money. Um, as somebody who worked both on this, you know, this, the stadium deal and, uh, you know, all in the lawsuit, I was a potential witness and helped prepare the lawsuit afterwards. I just hope that it makes permanent change. I hope we don't do something like $500 payments to people and the money's just gone. I hope it makes at least generational change. A stadium would have been a 30-year investment. I hope at least that the return they get on it makes a difference in St. Louis and St. Louis County and uh, at the property for 30 years. Yeah. But we're nowhere as far as uh, spending it. It's sitting in, it's, it is drawing interest. It's in, in, in some kind of T-bill uh, making a little bit of money. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Although there was a period of time when they didn't have it invested at the very, at the very jump, they're just sitting on 950 checking account at enterprise and bank or something. Jeez. Now, as, as Jeff says, and I agree now it is. Well, to that point, like we were talking and, and I was asking uh, the gentleman uh, who are both intimately familiar with the city. Like, are we a dirtier, you know, like corruption and such oh. more than in other cities. And you said, no, but we might be kind of dumber. Well, we're certainly small, much more small time. The three aldermen who went to jail, I think, you know, uh, stole or, or took bribes that were under five hundred, uh, under five thousand um, dollars. You know, and I think you know when you look at that U.S. senator who had gold bars, right. uh, Menendez had gold <laughs> bars in his house and stuff. I mean, we're you know, our I think it, it's uh, Penny Annie uh, here. I will say that the way it kind of works in St. Louis, which I know better than other places, but I think it works in other places, is you'll um, the feds will catch somebody and they'll make an example of them and send them to jail, and then things really quiet down and everybody's minding their p's and q's because they're afraid. But then they sort of start forgetting and they start, you know, crossing lines again. And then the feds got to indict somebody and prosecute him. We start the whole thing all over again. So we just yeah. had that. So things are probably pretty quiet right now, I would imagine. Uh, let's go big and work our way back small uh, globally to whatever extent you guys have opinions or takes on what's happening uh, with Israel and Gaza and Hamas. I'd be interested in your uh, your thoughts. Um, so I, I, I think, like most people do, not everybody, as it turns out, but like most people do, that Israel uh, was a victim here and there in the right. And they have uh, both, I think, a moral duty and a security duty to, to, to at the moment, I would say, to uh, eliminate uh, Hamas. Having said that, I don't think there is they they've got to be very careful that they don't cross the line into vengeance and they start getting emotional and angry about it. Because I don't think they should, from their own security standpoint and for their drawing us into a broader conflict, 
should we are you know our advice to them and what they should not do is to try to get rid of Hamas at any cost. Right. So no matter what happens, they, it's going to be a hard uh, urban war. And they, you know, if, if they draw in uh, and give an opportunity for Iran, Russia or China to get involved, if, if Hezbollah expands, I think they've got to be smart about it. And it may end up being that they can only diminish uh, Hamas and they may not be able to actually eliminate them because the price of eliminating them may be instability, not only in the Middle East, but in, in the world. And I think the the Biden administration is doing a good job at the moment of walking the line and saying, yes, you have a right to go in and dismantle Hamas, but maybe you're going to have to be smart about it. And maybe at the end of the day, you're not going to get rid of them. You're only going to diminish them. Um, I'm pretty much on the same page in the sense that um, it's a tragedy of tragedies that um, uh, we have um, hostages. Um, I'm curious why the hostages are starting to be released in very small numbers. Um, but I'm very glad to see that. Um, uh, if they want to have a, a fight a war, that's one thing. But there should be, the bombing shouldn't be on schools, on cafeterias, on places of work, peace places of worship. Um, and and I, I'm sorry, my wife and I just took a, a trip to Europe and we spent a day in Amsterdam having gone through the Anne Frank house um, and having revisited the the horrors of the Hitler term and the things that it brought on is sort of emphasized to me the casual, the human casualty of a war such as this. That is tragedy. Is it's a tragedy beyond tragedies. Yeah. And 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 to have hostages of whatever of whatever race, creed, or color they are is just uh, and then picking out schools and picking out places of worship as why we bomb. Uh, I'm I'm overwhelmingly bothered by that. Have you, uh, I have been surprised by the, uh, the anti, the anti-Semitism, the support for Gaza, which I certainly support the Gazan people, but the bleeding over of Hamas and Gaza in a lot of the protests have surprised me. The numbers, the, uh, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel I, I there's, there's a missing factor here. And I feel like when you said the fix was in, like with the Rams, I feel like the fix is in here somehow. This is going Hamas obviously knew what Israel would do. So they wouldn't have done this if they hadn't want Israel to do exactly this. And uh, is it Iran who just is wanting the fight finally? I don't know. But I just my spidey sense is very nervous about this and it's not what it appears to be. So I, I I live here in St. Louis, so you know, and I'm not an international expert, but I'm kind of the same way. And what I, the only thing I worry about is that ultimately, what that Hamas is being used by either Iran, China, and uh, Russia, or all of the above. That that especially with Russia, instability in another part of the world is good for them. Any yes. instability for these, you know, these strongman regimes is a good thing. And maybe they don't even have, you know, a strategic purpose other than let's get a war in the Middle East and have this have the United States now being involved with two wars on top of, you know, the fact that they, the, the, however it is happening, the Republicans are starting to lose their nerve when it comes to the Ukraine. So the winner, if you were to ask me, you start there, it's like, you know, 
with uh, thievery, follow the money. Here, follow who's going to benefit from it. And you would think Iran and Russia would benefit from instability yeah. here. Um, so, you know, Hamas, there is, though, you know, there, there's the old Oxum's razor, which is, you know, always look for the simplest solution, which is that the, the, um, the, that Hamas hates Jews so much they really didn't care what was going to happen. They just had an opportunity to go kill some Jews, and they did it. Uh, as, much, as much as it's difficult for me to agree with both of you, <laughs> I do, which is that I don't understand why Hamas did what it did. There's no question Israel would respond with at least equal and, and, and most likely, and as has been the fact, stronger force. So who's to win from this? And I agree with Jeff. It's, yeah. uh, it's got to be Iran. It's got to be China. It's got to be Russia or some combination thereof. Uh, let's take a break and come back. There are shenanigans. Uh, the House of Representatives, as we speak, that we can talk about and probably break some news for you, KMOX listeners. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, it's Think Tank with Judge Frawley and Jeff Rainford. So uh, just telling the guys about what has happened this just this afternoon. It was during the show that uh, Congressman Emmer won some sort of uh, behind-the-scenes election, I guess maybe last night. And, okay, you're our guy. And I, can, I cannot say that this is exactly what happened because I'm not a mind reader. But I can tell you that in the interim, uh, Donald Trump took to Truth Social and said some very bad things about Congressman Emmer and he— He's a globalist and he's a rhino. And within about uh, 20 minutes of that, he withdrew his nomination and said that it had been made clear to him that he didn't have enough votes. for. So now he's out. So they are back to the drawing board three weeks without a House speaker and really uh, no real hope in sight. So I'm going to take the positive view of it because inside my brain, I'm actually for the first time really worried about our democracy and how we're going to get through at least the short term. But I will look at the longer term, which is 
these populist movements in America have always failed. I mean, McCarthy was a populist movement, right? And ultimately, it failed. You know, he, you know, he, he, he it was televised on television where it came to a, a grinding end. Now it's interesting because he, he, the one of the young lawyers for him was also one of Donald Trump's lawyers. So it's it's the same kind of thing, and maybe. Looking at it from a positive standpoint, this chaos being created in the U.S. House at a time when our country needs to be united because we have two conflicts, one in Ukraine and one in Israel, that we need to unite around. Maybe this is finally going to be the point where um, enough of the American people say we're done with this populist thing. We actually need some people who have some experience, know what to do, lead us through this really scary time. Maybe this, what's going on in the House, ends up being the end of this five or six, maybe a little bit longer uh, uh, that we've had with these populists. And maybe this will end up you know, being the thing that is so awful. The American people, at least enough of them say, that's it. We're done with that. Uh, I kind of agree with Jeff in that I think there's uh, roughly 30 percent or so of the um, of the popular of the people who are going to vote for Donald Trump, no matter what he says or does, and 30 percent who are Democratic to the end. And, and it's not a criticism, but that's so. It's this middle 40 percent that I can't believe, and, I, and I'm one of them. I can't believe is going to be impressed by this Republican behavior, um, and that they are basically casting aside, the, in my view. The um, important issues of the day, whether it's Israel versus Hamas, whether it's the Ukraine, whether it's getting a budget that we have to deal with in what, less than three weeks, all for in the terms of like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, all for their own personal aggrandizement. And uh, I, I'm not impressed. And the, my friends, when we talk about it, look, and they all sort of say the same thing I'm saying, what the heck? is going on. Well, how can we vote? And then Trump just, whenever you start to think that it's, he's not in the middle of the mess, he does as what you cited to make sure that the mess um, basically becomes a bigger mess. I mean, the nightmare, nightmare scenario for Trump and for the uh, renegade uh, members of the uh, U.S. House would be if they don't pass funding for Israel and the hostages end up being executed or end up dying and a case can be made, not by Democrats or not by, you know, the, the far left, but a real case can be made that it, the inaction by the United States contributed to the death of the hostages. And, and, and it's not just made up stuff. I mean, that could the amount of damage that would do politically is off the charts. And they're, to, they're playing with fire here. I mean, closer to home, we're about a month away from a shutdown. Right. right. And, and even if we had an intact House with a an effective speaker, there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to negotiate that. It's always, you know, touch and, touch and go to the very end. But we don't we're not even trying now. And if it does. And, you know, I know that there there are uh, Republican voters um, and Trump supporters who are like burn the country to the to the ground. It's in such you know, bad shape. We need to start all over again. But wait till, you know, they shut down the government and then we really do go into a recession or something bad happens. I'm not saying it will happen if it does happen. That's not going to go well for them. A shutdown, I can't think of a single time when the government is shut down where the folks who shut it down ended up coming out politically better than they went in. It's interesting you say that. I just read an article that, I'll get these numbers wrong, but they're they're pretty close, that 20% of our citizenry uh, 
is open to a new form of government. Right. And something like 40 percent of Trump supporters are open to a, a different type of government. Now, maybe I'm just a victim of 1960s and 70s propaganda and yay USA and capitalism and the whole thing. Maybe I should open my mind to something. But when that big a portion of the country is saying this isn't working, let's try something new. It's pretty scary. Well, it is scary, but uh, um, my my biggest regret of all of everything that's going on right now is not is certainly all of the things you've mentioned, but we've become uh, uh, so focused on a uh, uh, hatred's over over uh, is overstated, but we we are um, throwing forth all of this racial anonymity and all of this religious anonymity, and we're in, we're intolerant. Of anybody who doesn't think like we do, there's more and more people like that. Most of whom are, um, not most of them, many of whom are in government and have a forum. We have news stations that attempt to, in my opinion, foster that kind of belief or or make it uh, more widespread than it is. And to me, that's the bullying that go, has gone on during the last six years, four of which. Trump was president is regrettable to me is that people think that's the way you get what you should have is you bully somebody either verbally, physically or some other way. And the end product is we've got uh, very uh, we've become a very intolerant society. Yeah. And I, I think it goes beyond that. I agree with everything you said. On top of that, it seems like a lot of people want theater out of their politicians and what you know i thought a lot about you know as i was thinking about the show why are the politicians who are in the middle so feckless right now and i think it's in some measure one that they are not um they're not tribalists they they don't want to be part of a group they're kind of individualists right they kind of believe in their own exceptionalism and don't really see themselves as republican or conservative or democrat or liberal they're just sort of you know and you know people like me just like you know just try i just want to live my life you know i i, I would never be part of a club that would have me as a member and that's sort of what they are in the middle but the people on the left and the right are part of a tribe and they lead that tribe and they do it through, you know, Shakespearean type performances. And the folks in the middle are sort of, you know, nam feel like they're namby pamby. Now, again, getting back, though, to what I said before is there is a time for that sort of um, non-emotional, more fact-based leadership. And that is when things go particularly haywire. Right. And people need to be reassured. So some of what going is going on right now is because I believe our country is relatively speaking, so fat and happy. We're not really worried about where our next meal would come from. If we were in the Great Depression, people want to be we let out of it. it. If we were in a war, they want to be protected. If our country was attacked, they want to be protected. But none of that is happening now. But if it does happen, then I think that, that, that people will want the folks in the middle. But until then, it seems like both on the left and the right, they want people who, you know, are, are you know, put on good theater. Yeah. Well, when... when I was growing up, into, which is the 50s and 60s, um, we had three news stations. And that's and so yep. you had Walter Cronkite, uh, David Brinkley, Chet Huntley, and then Peter Jennings. And they were viewed as gospel truth. They spoke, they, get, they told the news. It wasn't theater. Now you have how many news stations. They're on 24 hours. We had the national anthem at midnight every night, um, 10 o'clock news or 9 o'clock, depending on where you were in, the, in part of the country. 
And now you, you, they've got to create theater, Jeff, because that's how they get people to watch them yeah. is by being more extreme than the next guy yeah, the media on whichever is side it is. Absolutely complicit. Uh, Jeff Judge, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Quick break. Right back. DGS and KMOX. Controversy about uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's wax figure. Mm-hmm. It's evidently too white. Oh, really? I think wax figures should be outlawed. I I don't know that there's anything creepier in the world to me than wax figures. Do they? I don't want to say do they do anything, but do they like do people, people go? People pay to see them. People care that much about them. I mean, Madame Tussauds, Tussauds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always been a big deal. I, I've always found him super creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen one and been like, yes. <laughs> Thank you for this making. This is exactly what I wanted. Especially when the person's alive. Like, yeah. I can see the real yeah. Dwayne Johnson without. Would you be excited, though, if they contacted and they were like, we are going to make a Dave Glover wax figure? I am the most easily caricatured person I've ever known. Like, they can't duplicate my voice on AI, but do you remember back when they did the. Uh, bobblehead of me yeah it was just a six inch tall me it looked as much like me as i do <laughs> if that bobblehead became sentient and went on a crime spree i could go to jail <laughs> our little cartoon uh logo of me same thing that, looks exactly like me that is dead on yeah the cartoon <laughs> logo is way too accurate i'm uh, looking at the wax figure now and yeah i do i do see the problem he looks more like um vin diesel than the rock like with a smirk on his face and stuff. Ooh, mm-hmm. I bet that's I bet that's rough for them. Right. They no don't kidding. get along. They don't get along. They don't mm-hmm. like each other. Why? That's why The Rock like quit the Fast and the Furious. I don't know. I think probably because they both seem like they're kind of annoying, <laughs> right? <laughs> they both seem annoying. Yeah, I think they probably just annoy each other in the same way. You know, let me sound a million years old. Uh, I wrote down McCrory's on my sheet today. Do you guys have any memory of this? Is it a restaurant? No, it was at uh, Eastgate, and it was like a five-and-dime store. Oh. And uh, I don't know what we have these days that would be anything like that, but as a kid back then, going to a place that had like an ice cream counter and toys and pets with little turtles, like it was magic and i bet it was a crappy dirty little store but being uh like eight-year-old back in the 70s in in on the east side going to mccrory's or woolworth's or like save mart stuff like that that was like as uh that was as cool as it got in my childhood and I was fine with it. Yeah. Like when I got mm. my mini bike from Save Mart that cost like eighty dollars and had a Briggs and Stratton engine, I couldn't have been any happier with the with uh, Harley Davidson. It was just I don't know. There was something simple about that time. I was so sad when like Kmart and Alton stopped having fish. Yeah. 
Like the, those poor yeah. fish, right? In I the know. back of the Kmart. But you'd make a beeline for. Oh them. yeah, I had to. I had to just stare at the. It was like exotic. I wanted one of those little turtles so bad, but yeah. my mom and dad feared turtles worse than Nazis. Like <laughs> salmonella. They, right. Yes. Like you would, and, and you know, living in the country like I did, you'd see box turtles all the time, and you'd want to put them in a shoebox and you know, give them some grass and stuff. Not in the Glover house. No, no. There was one time my brother and I caught a turtle, or I mean, I guess we just kind of intercepted a turtle. We didn't. They don't really catch them, do you? No. <laughs> and we were like, uh, we'll just leave him outside for a second and run inside and get something. We went inside, come right back out, and he was nowhere to be found. That turtle was not That's hanging around turtle. the Zimmerman. It was very fast. <laughs> he sensed danger or something. He thought something bad was about to happen to him. He got out of Dodge. I've got a story about that. About a turtle went, running away? I do. Hold on just one second. A turtle finds his wings <laughs> to escape the Zimmerman children. <laughs> uh, a 60-pound African spurred tortoise, 60 pounds, it's a big turtle, tortoise, uh, went missing from its owner's place in Florida in 2020, and they just found him two miles away <laughs> after three and a half years. Come on, that's a that's a great joke. That's really good. He made it two miles in three yeah, years. Right. <laughs> nice. I've never heard of a turtle going that fast. I I don't know. Maybe he just found a good hiding spot or something, but he got out of there. That could be. Uh, Want to do some audio? Sure. Let me pull it up here. While you're doing that, did you see that KFC is bringing the wraps back? <gasps> I love the wraps. Yeah. Those and are good. the new wrap is going to have the chicken tenders with mac and cheese. Oh, hey. That's kind of now we're talking. I know it's easy. The, I know I'm predictable. The health aspect of it. I'm not concerned. You honestly could be a millionaire had you found a way to work for one of these restaurants and just go like, hey, what if we put the chicken tenders with the mac and cheese in a wrap? And they're like, oh, my God, this guy's a genius. I'm surprised that that KFC hadn't thought of this sooner because they pioneered the uh, the famous bowls. Yeah, the failure the pile bowls. and the sadness bowl. You yes. just uh, mix everything they do have. They still up. sell those? Oh yeah, they do. Kevin, uh, I'd never had one because I was kind of partially by the Pat Oswalt bit. I was kind of uh, yeah. turned off to them. But uh, uh, Wheeler eats them all the time because he has no feelings. Because <laughs> he has no feelings they and don't emotion. Affect him at all. It's all it's all slop and grain to him anyway. What audio would you like to play, Dave? You have quite a bit here. We have the Hillary one. Yeah, let's hear that. So let me just set this up. Um, I can't stand loud people. Even if I agree with you, if you're screaming, I, I, I just shut up. And this younger guy made it into a panel discussion featuring Hillary Clinton, and he was going off on her basically because she is supporting President Biden and he is a warmonger and he wants $100 billion to escalate the wars around the world. And uh, she ends up saying, uh, why don't I meet you outside? It's Please. not about Israel and Palestine. It's not Please. about, it's not football. This isn't football. It's not Team America. Well, I'm sorry, but some of us are on Team America despite our flaws and our yes. problems. Yes, that, that's me. Every person on this stage has risked their life, their income, their reputation, their careers, and what have you done other than stand up and Hillary, wow. 
Where was that she back was in mad. 2016? I, yeah. I thought he was talking about Team America, the movie. <laughs> and she was like, well, and I think he was talking about that. And that would be classic Hillary to be like, and some of us are on Team America <laughs> all the way, baby. <laughs> like, just not getting F the yeah. reference whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I just can't stand yelling. Yeah. Well, I just can't stand it. It's one of those you know. things where it's like you're... What you could be saying is completely in the right, but you're doing it in the wrong in the wrong way. And then I'm sure he would say, like, well, what is the right way? I'm never going to get a face to face with Hillary Clinton. This is the only chance I have. But you're breaking so many rules of society by doing that, yeah. that you're kind of canceling out your own point. I tend to think when it's like, well, I'm never going to get another chance to talk to Hillary Clinton. Well, OK, then you're not going to get a chance to talk to Hillary Clinton. You're not going to change her mind. She's Hillary Clinton. She's been doing this for a very long time and she's, you know, ran for president, failed at running for president. Like, you're not going to like make her go like, wow, he is warmongering. You're totally right. Dude. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once. I am one of those Melodramatic fools. 453 DGS. Uh, I made Matt Pauly stay with us here. Let's talk uh, baseball. So what do you think so far? So the Rangers are going to face either the Phillies or the Diamondbacks. Game 7 tonight. Who you like? I think the Phillies are a better team, but in a winner-take-all single game, Who knows? anything can happen. I mean, this is a 50-50 type proposition, and uh, I give the Diamondbacks credit. They, they've done the heavy lifting getting to the Game 7. Yeah. I was sad to see the Astros get beat because I wanted to root against them in the in the series really bad. I uh, I get that. I'm I like the Rangers. I think they're a fun team. I like what the Rangers stand for as well. They've spent like a half a billion dollars over the last two off seasons to bring in all kinds of players, and I always appreciate. I think fortune favors the bold, and they went out and spent a lot of money to make their team better, and they've been rewarded with a World Series berth. Yeah, let's hope the Cardinals follow suit. Yeah, like they they spent a lot of money two off seasons ago. And then this past year, they went from $150 million payroll to a $250 million payroll. So they spent another $100 million to do what they did in successive off seasons. It didn't really work for them last year. And they said, oh, I guess we got to spend more money. And it worked. Yeah, sort of like the Yankees and uh, Dodgers, I guess. You got to spend the money in a smart way, though. Yeah. That's the really important thing. And they got some smart people there. The Mets spent more money than anybody, but they just threw money around stupidly. Yeah, Dodgers are really good when they spend money. Uh, There's certain teams that are very good at spending money the right way. When should we expect to start hearing anything from the Cardinals about movements? Yeah, so um, the as far as like staff stuff, because there's been a lot of talk about could there be staff changes, there probably won't be an announcement until after the World Series. If it does happen before, then it'll be on an off day. Baseball likes teams to hold off announcements. They don't want to take anything away from the World Series. And then free agency officially opens a week after the World Series ends. But ba it's not like basketball where you have this flurry of moves the moment free agency opens. It's a real long process. Thank you, Matt. Yep. Yeah, 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.